0: Hello everybody, hello everybody, welcome to Sports Scope, I'm your host Robert Butler. Got everything going on all links, Um, finally got everything back together, I've got the actual podcast since my uh, hard drive went down last week on Friday, I was doing my um, podcast on a different Anchor uh, sign-in thing, so I did not get that, long story short there, did not get that squared away. Got all that squared away. Right back where I need to be tonight. Hello, Periscope. Um, hey, everybody. I just wanted, I got a new sign and I, uh, I can still see your comments and everything. I just wanted to make sure and get the whole sports scope thing in there. Uh, I've also got the uh, podcast running, going Facebook Live. Uh, going to talk about tonight's game, Phillip Rivers. And uh, I think he may have hit a wall for his career. I don't think I'm overreacting. I'll go over that. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Minnesota fans, you have uh, some. If I'm a Minnesota fan, I got to have a lot of faith now. Uh, I got to have some faith that Kirk Cousins can win off script. I'll get into that. I'll go down the uh, AFC South standings, it's getting real, real competitive. Uh, Lamar Jackson in the AFC North uh, making a run there. But first, I want to get to a lesson for the kids, a lesson for young people. Um, A couple lessons learned from this Colin Kaepernick thing on Saturday is nobody, my message to young people, Nobody owes you anything in this world. A job, an employer doesn't own you a job. The government don't owe you nothing. I don't owe you nothing. You don't owe me nothing. Don't be entitled to anything. And, uh, you know, uh, when I got out of college, I had this I kind of had that kind of ego myself, and that's why I'm talking about this. with Colin Kaepernick, acting like the NFL owes him an opportunity. You owe me a shot. You owe it to do it on my terms instead of your terms because I got the media on my side who wears their left-wing politics on their sleeve. You owe me. Nobody owes you nothing. Like my dad would say when he getting mad, you don't owe me a bleep-bleeping thing. And another lesson learned is follow the money. Let me break some bad news to you young people here. Periscope, I'm still here. I'm just, uh, I'm out of the shot. I want to get the Sportscope emblem in there. Is, let me break some news to everybody, you young people in America. Not everybody who seems like they're doing something for the greater good are not doing something for the greater good. Other words, People do things for a self gratification. You know, like you see these politicians. You see, uh, uh, like for instance, Colin Kaepernick. We found out that he wanted to um, he wanted the, to have his media people there, camera crew there, so he can get some exposure to a new pair of Nikes. It had nothing to do with his cause. Oh yeah, hey man, that was a good game, man. Yeah, I had uh, Mike Evans was a letdown there, but Mike Thomas did well, even though he's 9,900. Defense bounced back there. Yeah, I I really do think that they're playing well on the defensive standpoint. Don't know about Breeze uh, getting with the deep ball. I think they're going to have to work on getting Ted Ginn the ball more, Uh, but they do have it on the defense. They they play well even without Marshawn Lattimore being weak to weak. But I'll get to that. But my point is about this um, Colin Kaepernick thing. Young people, listen to me. Listen to me. Um, when you're when you're questioning yourself about what someone's motive is or why someone's doing something, just follow the money. How was he or she getting paid for this? Now we find out that this is a rehearsed rehashed that Nike's been painting behind the scenes for a long time, that he wanted his camera crew in here basically because he wanted to showcase a new pair of Nikes. His issue was about a waiver? Even Stephen A. Smith called him out for that. Okay, let me ask you something. If you sue me, if you sue me and we settle... And I want to give you an opportunity to get another job in my organization. Don't you think I'm going to make you sign a waiver so you can't sue me again? And that's a problem? And Max Kellerman of ESPN is saying the NFL has a a, a, a monopoly? They don't own other football leagues. Other football leagues can't survive. Well, yeah, and I'm going to talk about Rivers has gone seven interceptions in two games when the Raiders don't even have a pass rush. I'll get to that in a minute. But Kaepernick uh, comes in with this Akunte Kente shirt on. First of all, let's, let's rewind everything. Okay, so he makes this big issue about not having his own camera crew in there saying his throws will be distorted. That was BS he was wanting to shoot a nike commercial. We found out that was a lie. Then he then he he tells uh the NFL teams was just 25 cut to 7, 30 minutes prior, to, I'm going to move the uh I'm going to move this uh, workout 60 miles from the facility. And then Chris Morton, ESPN said there was no room in the in the uh media area for all those extra people there for this circus. And he comes in with that Kunta Kinte shirt on. He got his, you know, black pa- All that's for show. That's not for a cause. That, so young people, listen to me. Pay attention. People do stuff. I hate to break it to you, but primarily to help themselves through political power, money. Most people, now not all people, most people, and sometimes it's 50-50, but for the most part, they do stuff to help themselves. That's how, because it's a self-centered selfish world. When you do something that don't help yourself, people people write to question that because for the most part, people do stuff just to help themselves. Now, did the NFL do the same thing? Absolutely. They wanted to look good public relation-wise. Why didn't they do it on the twos? I get that. The NFL was not out of the dark on this. They're not in a good light. The NFL wanted themselves to look good so they can win back some more ratings, even though I think everything was fine. But it blew up in their face. But you know, basically, he wanted to show off a new pair of Nikes, and and even um, Stephen A. Smith said, "I got it." I rarely agree with because he often rates bet, race Bates himself. That that he he just don't want to play. He, he just wants to do this. So, uh, you know, like I said, I made some notes. Everybody about him. This guy. Remind you, America, he was beat out by Blaine Gafford in 2016 and Chip Kelly's system. He should have flourished in that system. Yes, Kansas City, uh, I'll get to tonight's game. I want to get this off my chest about Kaepernick, and we'll, we'll get into tonight's game, everybody. But, you know, he couldn't flourish in Chip Kelly's system he got beat, by Blake Gabbert's still on the roster, but I think he is a backup in Tampa. And so I did a little research tonight. What teams are going to need a quarterback in 2020? Probably the Chargers. Somebody mentioned Phillip Rivers. Probably, probably L.A. I mean, he's got seven picks in two games with two teams that's not the greatest defenses in the world. Raiders don't have a pass rush, and you can run on – He's so arrogant, uh, Rivers is, you can run on Kansas City like nobody's business, and he's checking to the pass and throwing picks like nobody's business. But back to the back to the um, argument at hand. Okay, teams that will need a quarterback in 2020. I did list the L.A. Chargers, who lost again tonight and likely out of the playoff hunt. Uh, Chicago Bears, they benched Mitch Trubisky with a quote-unquote uh, – hip injury air quotes uh when they're down by 10 and deep in the fourth quarter uh to, to the uh, rams okay indianapolis who has one more year with their quarterback jacoby brissett uh carolina panthers who looks like Cal allen's been getting figured out tennessee titans who are already on their backup quarterback miami dolphins is a given likely to get the number two pick there I said Cincinnati Bengals, who hadn't won a game in a disaster there. And, of course, Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams right there that will need a quarterback in 2020, likely. The available quarterbacks, not mentioning Colin Kaepernick, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Eli Manning, possibly Rivers to another team, and possibly Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Let's go to the draft. I know Tua got hurt. It looks like his uh, surgery was successful. He's he's supposed to be back in three months. His stock may drop, but it's not going to drop him out of the first round. Joe Burrow, who looks like the odds-on number one overall favorite to be the number one pick. Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Jordan Love out of Utah State. Uh, let's not forget about 2021. Uh, this, the ceiling may be higher for these two guys, Justin Fields and the big favorite overall, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. So you look at all those quarterbacks. Okay. Eight teams need the quarterbacks and you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, currently in NFL. And then you've got Tua Burroughs, Herbert, Love, Fields and Lawrence, which is six more, four uh, four more next year and two more the year after that. So look at all those quarterbacks. What are you going to do with a Colin Kaepernick? I mean, there's only one team that runs a system that would uh, accommodate him. That's the Ravens. They got uh, Lamar Jackson and Robert Griffin III. Why do they need Kaepernick? They tried to give Kaepernick a job, and his girlfriend talked him out of it. So, I mean, you know... The pity days are over with for me. People do things to help themselves. And the world doesn't owe you anything. Less than young people. Nobody owes you The government don't owe you anything. The, uh, the NFL doesn't own, he owe him a job. Nobody owes you nothing. You got to go out here and earn it. Like my dad used to say, in this life, you have to go out and take it. He wasn't talking about stealing. He's talking about taking your position, you know? So that's all I have to say about that. Let's get to the tonight's game. I know a lot of people wanted to talk about Phillip Rivers, and I'm one of those people, okay? Uh, Phillip Rivers was not going against the pass rush um, in the last two games. I mean, yeah, D. Ford is a pretty good player. I'll give him that. But the Raiders, I mean, you know, I'm proud of the Raiders. I'm going to talk about the Raiders tonight. But they don't have the greatest pass rush in the world. He had three interceptions. He had four tonight. He could have checked down to many more running plays. You've seen a lot of Austin Eckler in the check down, but you did not see a lot of Melvin Gordon between the tackles. Uh, they missed field goals. Uh, they actually pra- – and I made a note of this. The, 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 the Chargers actually practiced – in the higher altitude in Colorado, and the Chiefs did not. Travis Kels ran through that defense like a hot knife through butter. So Rivers is one of those guys, you know. Uh, he's 37, 38 years old. He, His release is not what it once was. They've already fired the offensive coordinator. He is in that contract year. We're all assuming me being one of those people that Rivers is going to get re-signed. He's not a lock to get re-signed. There's already rumors and, and chirping about possibly Cam Newton going to the Chargers. Now remember, they've had two t- they've had a right tackle and a left tackle out. They've had Derwin James, their star safety out. That's the reason why Kels was running through the middle of that field like a hot knife through butter. Eight catches, 92 yards. Touchdown, as 22 fantasy points. Uh, well, six catches, 90, and uh, touchdown. Excuse me. But so they had the injuries, but Rivers is um, – His mind is writing checks. His rear end can't catch. There's an old song by Toby Keith. It says, I'm not as good as I once was if I ever was. And I'm not as good as I once was. Toby Keith is basically saying that uh, it's like Rivers. Rivers doesn't have the arm strength he did. He's he's still throwing these crazy balls off the back foot. Uh, He did hit Hunter Henry a few times. He got Keenan Allen in the end zone. But it's not enough Melvin Gordon. It's too much ego. Um, It's too much Phillip Rivers being Phillip Rivers, and that cost them the game, you know. They actually had the advantage. They practiced in Colorado all week and flew down there. Kansas City didn't. Kansas City flew down there and just beat them. Uh, They outgained Kansas City in yards, but a lot of that was turnovers uh, close to the red zone. And, And, of course, missing field goals. I mean, that's not his fault. But, um, you know, if you, if you watch teams that beat up on Kansas City, the Indianapolis Colts of all teams, the Tennessee – Tennessee's beat them twice. And Tennessee didn't have the better team neither, neither time, in my opinion. Okay, Kansas City was favored twice against Tennessee. What did Tennessee do? They hit them right in the middle of the mouth. They gut shot them right in the middle with, uh, with the same guy. Derrick Henry, and and Rivers, he don't play deep. I mean, he's a big part of that. You know, he checks that. He has the he has the uh, carte blanche, the authority as 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 a veteran quarterback to to uh, audible out of any of those running plays into a passing play, and that's all Rivers' ego right there. I mean, he 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 cost them the game. I mean, it's four seven interceptions in two games. Um, their backup quarterback is not a world beater. I mean, he he was a starter with Cleveland last year before being beat out by Baker Mayfield and being released. Um, but you got to look at his play here lately. He may have had an injury, not telling nobody. He's that type of player, Rivers. So you want to put his name on the list of players who may be available, and that's what I was talking about. You know. Uh, I, I'm like Stephen A. Smith. I don't think is going to play again because there's too much competition out there. There's too many quarterbacks coming in. And quite frankly, a guy like Kyler Murray, he's playing great, by the way, uh, way better than I thought he would. I like the way he eludes pressure. Uh, he, he's a mini Russell Wilson. Uh Guys that play similar to him or younger than him playing on a rookie contract, I mean, he he has no shot, Uh, in my opinion. Somebody may sign him this week. I'm out of Nashville, and the Titans were one of the seven that did show up. But I'm just going off my instincts. I personally wouldn't sign the guy after what i seen Saturday. Before Saturday, I I was going to sign – I would possibly may may sign uh, Colin Kaepernick, but he hadn't changed a bit. He's taking it for granted. You know, But I'll tell you what, when he gets 40 years old uh, and he needs that money, he's going to regret what he did. I'll tell you that because Nike's going to get gone and that girlfriend's going to get gone. But Rivers could be one of those players available. He could very well be one of those players. Drew Brees may be one of those players available. Both of those guys are pushing 40, and it's showing in their play. Um, Other news and notes. Like I said, the guy was beat out by Blaine Gabbert. I mean, it wasn't like he was tearing the world up before he opted out of his own contract anyways. Let's see. I'm really jacked up on my notes tonight. Okay. See, you have reason to believe in Minnesota. Uh, The last two games, the script did not go perfect for um, Kirk Cousins. Uh, You went on the road. You did not have your best receiver. Uh, You had some injuries on defense. You beat a really talented Dallas Cowboy team on primetime. Primetime, that's a strike against Kirk Cousins. Uh, Best receiver out, that's a strike against Kirk Cousins. One of the best uh, secondary players out, Uh, that's a strike against Kirk Cousins, and he won. And then they come in flat against uh, Denver. With Denver's pass rush and come back from 20 points down, uh, if you're Mike Zimmer uh, and you are Gary Kubiak and Stefan Diggs, who had his doubts, the receiver there who uh, demanded a trade but since then backed out. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, I'm not going to say they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but they're they're the best eight and three team out there. Um, they're a wild card. I think. I think Green Bay is going to win the division. Remember, Green Bay's already beat this team once, but that was in Green Bay. And I like Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry, but I'll say this: that doesn't mean that Minnesota cannot win a wild card game and make a run at the Super. They are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I think they're behind uh, New Orleans. Somebody mentioned New Orleans earlier. Uh, They're behind Green Bay. But other than that, uh, probably behind uh, San Francisco. San Francisco's got a great pass rush. Colin Cowherd made the point today that they do suffer against mobile quarterbacks. So San Francisco, we're going to see what they look like against Baltimore in a few weeks. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, if you really look at it with Baltimore repeaters right now, take Baltimore over San Francisco, but going back to Minnesota, I would put them behind San Francisco because of their wicked pass rush, but they're fourth in the NFL. And that's pretty good. Uh, a break here, a break there. You, you, you get feeling back. Uh, you get on the roll. Uh, another team gets injuries. I can see Minnesota making that run. Uh, right now i can see them say if the playoffs started today uh the one and two seed would be san francisco and green bay uh so which means the 3 and the 4 uh would play against um obviously that would be out of the east and the south Excuse, yeah yeah that would be out of the east and the south so either new orleans or uh, Dallas would host Minnesota. They can beat either one of those teams. They've already beat Dallas. Now, Minnesota, uh, you know, then I know they match up really well against uh, New Orleans. They beat New Orleans in the playoffs, even though it was his last play of the game. But, I mean, their defense is tremendously, you know, uh, gotten better since then. But, uh, you, you know, if you're in Minnesota, Kirk Cousins is playing up to his contract. Uh, he, uh, guys that are playing up to the contract, Kirk cousins as of right now, uh, Russell Wilson, 35 million. He is my MVP. I know Lamar Jackson looked fantastic yesterday, but I think his defense is better than, than Seattle. Seattle's is very young. And, uh, Mike Tom, Mike Thomas is, uh, is try uh, somebody mentioned him being uh, an MVP, uh, He's up there, an offensive player of the year MVP candidate guy. Him and Christian McCaffrey, uh, he's he's living up to his contract right now. He is catching a ball like nobody's business. Going over other games that caught my eye. Okay, Falcons, and I think I mentioned Carolina in that list of teams. Cow Island's gotten figured out. Okay. You've got North Turner at offensive coordinator. Uh, they will be 29-3 this resurgence of Atlanta. By the way, Atlanta is not mathematically out of it. If they went out, they can go 9-7. Uh, I want to say that the Giants won the Super Bowl at 9-7 one year, maybe wrong there, maybe in Tennessee, but I think they were 9-7. and 7. Not saying that's going to happen, um, but Cal Allen, the last two games, has looked like a second-year quarterback with limited uh, action, just a guy. Now, I'll I'll say this. Now it's his opportunity to adjust to the league. I say this every week, and I want to emphasize on this. When you come in the league, uh, normally uh, any kind of NFL caliber quarterback, they take the league by storm. Then the league adjusts. Do you ever adjust to the league? Okay? Okay. Now he's got North Turner. He's got D.J. Moore. He's got Christian McCaffrey. On um, the uh, old but still valuable Greg Olson at tight end. Can he adjust to the league? We will find that out in the next few weeks. Uh, right now, uh, you you uh, you score three points at home against Atlanta. Atlanta look good. Atlanta ain't that good on defense. So, with this running back, uh, a fair offensive line, a fair defense, not a great defense, a fair defense. I use the word fair. Can Cow Island adjust? My, my thing is this team is probably going to be looking for a quarterback in the offseason as well. I think they're done with Cam Newton. I talked about this before. Cam Newton's cap numbers way down there. I want to say it's $2 million to cut him at the end of the season. Hold on, everybody. I've got to switch over and redo my – got to redo my – okay. All right. So going back to – okay, going back to the – to Cal Allen. So so he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be in the running there. Um, other, Other notes here, I noticed Sam Darnold's looking good against the Redskins. That's not saying much. But I would not write Adam GaSe off as a head coach. They've had a lot of injuries. The quarterback got mono. Uh, he, he he's had it. He's he's at odds with the um, with the general manager. I don't know what they're going to do about that. The owner's got to figure that out. The Johnson family. We know Adam GaSe had a winning record with Tannehill and um, Matt Moore as the quarterback. So I wouldn't write them off. Darnold's looking pretty good back in the pocket. Looks comfortable. Uh, If if I'm the Jets right now, you want to see what you can do. Gaste does not like that Le'Veon Bell contract. Uh, If you got to trade a player for him to get rid of his contract or trade another draft pick just to get somebody to eat that awful contract that the former GM made, uh, I would do that. Uh, Quite frankly, the Blaine Powell seemed like they used him in more situations down the stretch there anyways. Uh, so, okay. Going up to this game. All right. Texas Ravens. Um, Texas lose again. They are now, uh, six and four. Ravens are up to eight and two. Okay. Lamar Jackson's playing well. They could still get home field. I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. The Ravens. Remember, they hold the tiebreaker against New England. New England still has to play Dallas, which they'll probably win. But they still have to play Kansas City. They still have to play Buffalo. And, uh, you know, those are not easy outs. Remember, I've said this. Look how bad Brady's been looking down the stretch. He does not look that good offensively uh, in the last few years in the month of December because they don't have that bye week. They don't have that home field advantage. So they could still lose another game or two. Remember, the Ravens only have two losses, one to Cleveland and um, and and one to uh, Kansas City. And, and, and so basically what I'm saying is they could possibly run the table, Baltimore. Now, they got to play at the Rams. I'm not sure if they could beat the Rams. But then again, I think that they could get enough pressure on um, – the Rams' offensive line doesn't look that good. With their running game, they've got some soft spots up front in LA. With Jared Goff, I mean, he, he's just not that athletic. They're playing good on their front seven. That will be an interesting game. They're playing. I think that is the next Monday night game. Jalen Ramsey uh, and Marcus Peters coming back to LA. I think that'll be interesting. And then they got San Francisco at home at Buffalo. Remember, Buffalo, I've told you guys here on Fantasy Scope, they're susceptible to, to the run. Uh, did have another winner this week in fantasy. Bellage had a good game from Miami, even though Buffalo won that game. They're susceptible to the run. They're going to have Cleveland without Miles Garrett. So they could possibly run the table in the court. And then they're playing a banged-up Pittsburgh team uh, who, who they would be favored against only one they may be underdogs against are, pop, well, possibly San Francisco. But you know what? That San Francisco game is in a 12 o'clock noon start time at Baltimore. So they got a shot there. Uh, Buffalo's going to be a tough matchup for them. Two, uh, two second-year quarterbacks a draft going against each other. And then they got Cleveland minus Miles Garrett. So this team could get the home field advantage over Baltimore, over New England, this Raven team. So we'll see how it plays out for them. I thought that was a huge win over Texas. I uh, did not see them playing that well. I thought this would be a fairly close game, even though I did have Baltimore winning that game. But uh, going back to the standings here with uh, with them losing this game, uh, Indianapolis is leading the AFC South at 6-4. Remember, they beat Houston earlier this year. And they are 3-0 in the division. Houston's 2-1. Tennessee's 0-2. The Tennessee's 5-5. 4-6 for Jacksonville. Don't see Jacksonville coming back, even though Nick Foles looked pretty good there. I can see uh, a team like Tennessee and, uh, and, and and the Colts making this. Race. So this is a three-team race rather than the one teams to lose. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's hanging on to the ball too long. I know Lermy Tunsil. He did play, but he's got a shoulder injury, and that and that's his left tackle there. Remember, uh, JJ Watt is out for the year. Uh, they don't have the best running game in Carlos Hyde. Uh, don't really have a true tight end, which is if if I'm if I'm drafting for Houston, that's the next thing I get. Uh, they're susceptible in the secondary, so. When I thought Houston was going to just do it all, end all, be all, they're slipping right now. They got four losses. Indianapolis is getting healthy. Gag got Jacoby Brissett back. Tennessee's got new life right now. Uh, Still have a clean shot to win the AFC South. That's one of the most interesting divisions uh, between the AFC South and the um, NFC East. Uh, that I can see. Now, I did predict that Philadelphia would lose that game against um, against New England, but they got five losses. Dallas is six and four. But Dallas still has to play New England, too, and Dallas has to play Philadelphia again. I had Dallas winning this division, still do, but I will say this. Uh, Philadelphia has an easier schedule down the stretch, and I will say this. Philadelphia has played well. Uh, Down the stretch, their defense has gotten way better. They're more disciplined. Uh, Carson Wentz is using his other targets. He's not wearing Zach Ertz. I predicted that Goldert would have a good game last game. Uh, Dropped a few key balls there, did score a touchdown there. Uh, He's using his other receiver. They're missing a deep threat there and a speedster, and I just don't know when they're going to get Deshaun Jackson back, and they're trying to sub that out with Nelson Aguilar. But that is an interesting division to watch the NFC East, um, looking at things that's kind of wrapped up here as far as the divisions are concerned. Now, Green Bay was off last week. Like I said, Kirk Cousins and Minnesota, this is a two-team race here. It's only one game separating. Uh, Minnesota and Green Bay going back to that game. Now, of course, um, I think uh, I want to say that Green Bay has to play New Orleans at some point this year, and of course they got to play Minnesota again in Minnesota. Possibly Minnesota could come back and win that division. I don't think that's going to happen, but when you've got a running game with Davin Cook and Gary Kubiak, and you've got that defense, and once they get Thielen back. The, whole conf- the confidence of entire teams went up, coming back like that, even against a team like Denver and a, and a guy like Brandon Allen. But the fact is that Denver defense was set. They caught them off guard. They punched them in the face, and they still came back from 20 points down. That's pretty good, especially when you're down one of your best players and having to use your tight end there and your off receivers. So we'll see how that plays out. Um Again, uh, and, and, you know, I've mentioned this earlier when I was talking about great quarterbacks that are available uh, and I'm going to be on rookie contracts for a while. I mean, Cal, uh, that are playing that are on rookie contracts. Kyler Murray for Arizona. I mean, uh, like I said, Kyler mentioned this today, and he's got a good point. Uh, San Francisco does struggle with mobile quarterbacks they struggled twice with Kyler Murray. Uh, they got beat by uh, Russell Wilson. And now they've got to play, later on, they've got to play Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, in Baltimore. Uh, but yeah, Murray looks good. Uh, he, he's one of those early rookie of the years. Now, right now, I would give that offensive rookie of the year to the Oakland Raiders. And that's the next team I wanted to talk about before I got away with this. You know, I, before before this season started, remember Oakland Raiders had the uh, curse of being on um, hard knocks and everything. The Raiders also had uh, a lot of mishaps with bringing in nutcases and knuckleheads like Antonio Brown, uh, Vontez Burfik who suspended for the year. Um, I'm just going to keep going here. It looks like a, a thing went out. But anyways, and plus, they've had the hardest schedule of any team in the league. They had to go to Canada in the preseason. They've had to go to London. I want to say they had to go to Mexico City in the regular season. Um, many uh, East Coast, Eastern time zone games, you name it. Oakland's had to deal with it. They've had to play at Green Bay. At, at, it's just unbelievable. At Houston, two-star uh, quarterbacks they played against. All that being said, and they're you know they're in second place. They got the same record, six and four, as the uh, well, no seven and four. They're a half game back, a game and a half back of Kansas City. And I read this stat out this morning. Uh, Phil Yates of ESPN uh, tweeted this out: the rookies for the Raiders. Remember, we were uh, me being one of those people criticized Oakland. For bringing in all these knuckleheads, they have 14 scrimmage touchdown yards. This is from the rookies. 14 scrimmage touchdowns, most in the NFL. Uh, 1676 scrimmage yards, most in the NFL. 937 rushing yards, most in the NFL. 73 catches, most in the NFL. 7739 receiving yards, second most in the NFL. In 10 sacks, most of them fell by a rookie. Now, like I said, they don't really have a pass rush other than those that from the rookies. So uh, Mike Mayock has done a good job with this team. You got to give credit where it's due. Now, we threw them under the bus. I threw them under the bus when this all this re- happened with uh, Tez Burfick and the blow-up with Antonio Brown, uh, thinking it was more of a um, – one of those deals where you're just trying to sell tickets and a, have a publicity stunt. But that being said, they drafted really well. Uh, they, they're six and four and they've got one of the toughest schedules. So they're right in the thick of things to get that uh, wild card. I don't think that uh, Kansas city, as much as I've been throwing out Andy Reid under the bus, I don't think Kansas city is going to lose this division. Um, it looked like, you know, if I'm Spagnato, the defensive coordinator for Kansas City, I'm putting everybody in the box. I'm going to take a chance, and you if you beat me deep, you just beat me deep. But you're not going to beat me with the running game. Uh, it is a little easier to stop the run when it gets colder outside. Uh, we'll see how that goes. That video stopped again for Facebook. Oh, well, I still got it going for my podcast. But, uh, you know, I, like I said, I just got to give these guys plenty of credit where it's due. Uh, I just read off some stats from the rookies. Uh, they've got some big wins here. they still got a lot. Uh, they've actually got a pretty easy schedule, other than having to play Kansas City again and play at uh, the Chargers. Like I said, it looks like that Phillip Rivers has hit a wall. So I could see him beating this Charger team again in L.A., They've got Tennessee, the New York Jets, Denver, and, of course, at Kansas City and Jacksonville. They could beat Jacksonville, Tennessee, the Jets, and Denver. uh, I mean, like I said, they've got four losses. They still got room for error. If this team makes it to the playoffs, do you give John Gruden the coach of the year? I mean, it was either between Mike Tomlin who lost to Cleveland just now, um, Sean Payton, who had his starting quarterback out for five games, and they went 5-0, and and then one of those games, they had their starting running back and their starting quarterback out against the Bears, and Alvin Kamara. Do you give it to Sean Payton, or do you give it to this Raider team who's had the hardest schedule in the NFL coming in, and they had the most miles traveled in the NFL? It's still too early to make that call. The Raiders could still be the Raiders and screw it up. Richie Incognito could get suspended for having a blow up. Uh, they can get multiple injuries. They have a lot of penalties. Uh, they're not Cleveland bad, but they're still pretty bad with penalties. I could see them shooting themselves in the foot and not get the playoffs. But as of today, yeah, they're playing pretty well. Six and four, that's very impressive. And of course, you know, the Bears and the Rams. I've already talked about Mitch Trubisky, uh, Eagles and Patriots, uh, Tom Brady complaining about their offense. And I've said that they, uh, once uh, they're supposed to get Isaiah Wynn back, their left tackle, but they've got kicker problems. Remember, they got Nick Folk there. Uh, They are just not, let me make sure that I'm not over on my uh, thing there. So, my thing is the Patriots are probably uh, the best team. Uh, like I said, if Baltimore can if Baltimore can, can figure out a way to alter their game plan, they could beat the uh, they can beat this Patriot team if they want to use that triple option with Robert Griffin, uh, Mark Ingram and um, and of course Lamar Jackson. And not a package, a game plan, which means they got to keep him in the entire game. They can beat this Patriot team. You can run on this Patriots. It does have holes. They do have holes in their defense. Brady is not having the best of years. Plus, they've got kicker problems. So they're not indispensable. This is just, the the, the league is not up to now as far as the NFC is concerned. Yes, legitimately. The, uh, the the Saints and, and the Packers, I know, can beat the Patriots. I'm not sure about uh, – I still think the defense is suspect for Seattle, and I'm not sure about Jimmy Garoppolo at, at this moment right now. But uh, those are three teams – and, of course, Kansas City, if they could ever just stop the run, uh, slow the run down just a little bit, they can beat the Patriots. But Baltimore has a legitimate shot to get that one seed. So uh, my point is – there are no great, great teams in the league, and the Patriots are just the smartest team, and they find ways to out-coach you and out-scheme you week in and week out. But it's about like the college game. There's no great, great team in college football this year. Uh, I mean, I guess we can find out about Ohio State now. They've got Chase Young back since the Rutgers game's already passed up, but I still don't think they're a great, great team. Uh, LSU, they still have some holes in their defense but we'll see. I'll talk about the college game tomorrow, but I was just trying to make a point that there's just no flat-out dominant team in the NFL this year. You've seen everybody has their problems and flaws. So uh, speaking of the NFL or the college game, I will be back tomorrow. I wanted to talk about uh, this Deion Waiter story. I know it's about a week old. Uh, I have a few personal takes on marijuana. But recapping this week, uh tonight's show uh young people um follow the money people don't do everything just for the good of their heart for the greater good they're always doing it for some kind of personal benefit and gain colin kaepernick and um and also uh follow, follow the money and nobody owes and, and when you go out and try to get a job nobody owes you anything the NFL does not owe Colin Kaepernick a job. You know, they don't owe him a job. He's not entitled to that. They can refuse him, if you know, if he's a distraction or whatever. Fan base turns on the organizations. Uh, a lot of people don't like Kaepernick. A lot of my friends are really, uh, you know, uh, saying, I hope he don't get a job nowhere. And I say, well, you know what? I'm one of these free market capitalists. If you want to hire him, hire him. I ain't mad at you, you know. If he can help you win, win. wins everything to me. So, but uh, before that stunt he pulled uh, Sunday or Saturday, it, it really, even some of his biggest supporters have turned on him at this point. So uh, I actually hope the best for him. I don't hold nothing personal against the guy, but that's basically recapping my show. Uh, follow the money. People don't do stuff out of the good of their heart. They're, they have, they're really doing some kind of personal gain and cover up and nobody owes you anything in this world. You have to go out and earn it, take it, uh not stealing you have to take the opportunity and run with it that's what my daddy always used to tell me and i thought yeah that makes sense now that i'm almost 40 years old so have a good night everybody if you like the show at Sportscope, you can follow me at Butler 723 uh my periscope you can follow i got plenty of archives there i uh, made a prediction last uh week that minnesota would go down the Iowa in a college game i'll talk about that i was spot on there on that prediction And I've got the recording to see it. But anyways, I will see you tomorrow around 11 p.m. Central Time here on SportsCope. Have a good night, everybody.